we are sat in the studio of a good friend of mine, Sean Trenberth, regarded as one of the best, most well-respected people photographer, I would say, in Wales, uh, in the UK, in fact. Uh, we go back a long time. And just to go that far back, as you know, when we left college, we would tout our work up to London, we would take our portfolio. And I remember going to see Tony McGrath mm. at The Observer. Mm. And he asked me where I was from, and I said Newport. And he looked at me and he said, oh, you're from Mother, are you? And you yourself are from the womb of <laughs> the Newport documentary photography. That's right. Yeah, it does feel quite womb-like, doesn't it, when you've done that Newport training? <laughs> How did you get involved in that? How did you, you know, what made you go to Newport in well, the first place? Well, part? actually, I loved, uh, I know this sounds sort of romantic, but I was given my first camera when I was about 12 and it really was love. And the minute that camera was in my hands, I think I used all the film up in one hour and was told off by my mum. Because, you know, it was one of those things you had to take to the chemist to get processed back in the dark ages. Um, and uh, going forward a few years, so I'd taken photographs obsessively from that age, really. Um, and when I was about 16, I had a, um, a, a job in the evenings at the New Theatre in Cardiff. And somebody backstage said... There's a photographer friend of house. You like photography, so I thought I'd go and chat to them. And it was David Hearn taking photos of the Welsh National Opera. But of course, I didn't know it was David Hearn because I didn't know anything. <laughs> so I talked to him and rather sort of grandly said, "Well, of course, I I don't like doing this front of house stuff. What I like is the stuff backstage that tells the story about you know what people are doing backstage." So, you know, he gave me this sort of wry smile and said, "Well, I've got this photo course. I think you might be interested in." So that's how I heard about Newport. So of okay. course I applied and thankfully got in. Yeah, and how did you find Newport for for what you wanted to do? How did you find it? Well, um, in retrospect, of course, I'm very glad I did it. But actually I found it very hard because I think, you know, I was quite naive. And as you remember, Glenn, a lot of people there were, had left jobs to go to Newport. So had given up a lot to go and do the course and so were very motivated and 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 you know knew exactly what they wanted to do and I wasn't that you know I was young 18 and pretty stupid really mm. so I found it very hard but the amazing thing in it is about a training program like that is that you know you have to listen and you have to do it and whether you're finding it hard or not somehow it sinks in so you know to this day every time I click the shutter I am so glad I had that training because it's such a solid aesthetic and journalistic training you know it's always embedded in you yeah it's interesting that you say that you're about 18 because mm -hmm. the majority of students as you say uh, I think one of the rules that David made was that people should have had some experience of life before mm. actually being accepted on the course but you're you were just 18 well I what, what happened is I went with a portfolio of a huge portfolio of dreadful photographs but what they liked was the quantity <laughs> So that's how I got in. You know, they could see there was some obsessive here going on, you know, so that's how I got in. But yeah, definitely, I think what marked the course out was people who did have life experience. So it made, made it was a very hot house kind of environment, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and I think you touched on it just now that, you know, going through, you didn't have any preconceived ideas of what you wanted to do after. You didn't 
think about do I want to do journalism do I want to do PR do I want to do this or that I mean did you have any idea at all of what the future held no I didn't and it's interesting now because I talk to a lot of young people now and they they seem very certain about what they want to do and I think the great thing about that whole Newport process was it was about finding your own voice and not copying your favorite tutor's work or you know copying your it really was about finding your own voice photographically and and I I expect you remember that that was very much encouraged wasn't it it was uh, but so what happened at at the end of the course where what happened did you go into journalism or did you go into any other particular brand of photography or did you Um, go somewhere totally different I was really slow at getting going um really slow I think it probably took me 10 years before I really thought, right, I'm going to go full out on this. I mean, I'd still always loved photography and carried on taking pictures, but I didn't really work much until I was probably about in my late 20s, really. Mm. Ten years probably had gone by before I really started to be, you know, completely determined about doing it. But since that time, you've Mm. done such an incredible variety of work. Yeah. And I know that some of it has been editorial. Um working for Hello Magazine and TV Times. I mean, was that more on the earlier years or is that continued? Yeah, yeah, I started off really as an editorial photographer working for magazines. And, you know, funny enough, when you said about taking your folio around London, when I used to take my folio around, they'd say, well, of course, if you lived in London, we wouldn't see you because we've got, you know, photographers everywhere. But because you're in Cardiff, we will see you because occasionally we need someone uh, in your area. So, you know, at that time of my career, it was very fortunate you know, if I was going back to college now, uh, uh, right now, um, I, I don't think I would go to college now. Or at least I, I haven't seen one around that I would go to. No disrespect. I'm sure they're all doing a wonderful job. But this is just from a personal perspective that, you know, it might not give me what I want because I'm not I'm quite a fidgety person. So I wouldn't be very good at sitting through lots of lectures and have to do lots of, you know, theory. Um, I, I think that um, what would be lovely is the academy, if the academy system somehow found its way back into photography, where you maybe just did one or two intensive years, like we did at Newport, where you're immersed in what you want to do, then uh, with like-minded people who can nurture that. I would love that. But of course, that's the training you and I had, Glenn, at Newport. But right now, I'm not sure that the, you know, the college route would be the right thing for me if I was a student right now. Your portraiture work is is very simple, you know, with the natural light. I've never seen a picture of yours with, you know, maybe harsh lighting on one side, you know, black half, white half. Mm. Do you ever do anything like that? No, <laughs> is the answer. I'll leave that to those people who are good at doing that sort of thing. No, it's way too contrived for me. Even lighting like that for me is caught in my little you know, Sean universe of aesthetics is way too contrived. And, you know, I just want to, I just want to make it look like you've just walked in the room, you know, and whatever I've done in my photographic career, I've always worked in the same kind of style. And that's to keep it as natural. And, uh, you know, it's more about what you leave out than what you put in. You know, I'd like to keep it quite simple and natural. So it was more portraiture still then? Portraiture then for editorial stuff. Yeah. 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 Was that 
uh, general portraiture? Was it was it celebrity? Was it? Well, I, yeah, I did a bit of celebrity work, yeah, and I also did lots of you know ordinary people as well. When you know they were a magazine feature was being written and they needed a photograph to accompany it, then often I would do um, some kind of contextual portrait mm. of of you know whether it was celebrities or or just a story about ordinary people. Of course, weddings have been quite a large part of your career. Yes. But what I'm interested in is the fact that when you started doing weddings, Mm -hmm. you did it in a different style to the traditional. You were bringing that Newport documentary feel into the wedding market, which I think was quite new at that time. Mm -hmm. Was that a conscious thing to do to do something different? Absolutely. I mean, I never, um, as you know, Glenn, I was very busy with weddings for many years. I never really set out for it to be like that initially. Um, But I just thought, this is what I do. Let's see if people like it. Little did I realise that lots of people liked it, you know. So for for quite a few years, you know, I was doing a lot of weddings. Um, but yeah, the the Newport style was something I definitely brought into the whole wedding thing. But plus my love of portraiture, so I did a balance between unposed and portraiture, which seemed to be like a a, a combination that people liked. I mean, at the moment, with especially with the the we'll call them the younger breed, if you like, the our photographers. Our photographers. Doing wedding photography and and doing it in a very different way with this sort of a culture, pastel, desaturated um, style over substance, if you like. And I'm just wondering whether you feel that the bride and groom in 20 years time might be quite disappointed when they look back. I would prefer to have had the... You know, your your type of work. Well, maybe in 10 years they'll be disappointed. You know, fashions go quickly, don't they? I mean, it's a vintage sort of look, isn't it? That's one of the looks. I mean, there's lots of looks out there now in wedding photography. And they're all, a lot of them are reliant on, cell, uh, on post-production techniques. Um, they're highly stylized. Um, and, you know, couples love it. And there's some lovely work out there. I mean, it's not for me. It's not how I would shoot because, you know, I it, it's just a little bit too dressed up for me. Um, I can remember um, a, photo- a, a photographer I know um, said to me years ago, oh, a lot of other photographers may not get your style of work because it, it looks very simple. Um, you know, it's about this leaving stuff out thing. And I, and I really liked that. Uh, he said, I really like your work, but a lot of people would just see it as, you know, a bit too simple, <laughs> which I took as a great compliment. But, you know, these other people w- that we're talking about, you know, are using, dressing up the work a lot. And I've just, I, I know this is maybe a, the wrong thing to say, but when I see post-production very heavily used, I often wonder if it's just covering up what is essentially not a very good photograph. Because my experience is when you take a really good photograph that really captures something, you know, a a moment, a a feeling, an atmosphere, something, people always recognise that and will always tune into it, whether it's whatever genre you're working in, you can't mistake a good photograph. It doesn't need dressing up. But isn't it also taking away from the reality of the day? What, what? The dressing up of stuff. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. I think shooting weddings have their own kind of parallel universe reality because <laughs> you've still got to make people look nice and catch nice moments. You don't want the... I mean, Glenn, you might take the picture of two people having a little scrap behind the church. But, you know, mine is a sort of fairly nice view of the wedding day. And I think people do want that. 
And it's once again about what you leave out. I don't like doing gimmicks or anything flashy. I just like really, do you know, I always still look back at, you know, 19th century portraiture for my inspiration. I'm always looking at, you know, there's a kind of simplicity and beauty about um, old portraiture that I get a lot of inspiration from and, and still now. I mean, I think that we've both seen that over the years, editorial, documentary, portraiture mm. is changing. Absolutely. There is now a fashion almost to it. Mm. I mean, do you have any opinion on that? You know, there's some people doing some really beautiful work, but for me, it's kind of soulless. Um, I mean, it's it's technically amazing and, you know, beautiful post-production techniques and beautiful people and beautifully lit. And it's just gorgeous. But there's a kind of lack of soul. So I feel as if they're doing the same thing, you know, they're not looking at the person and feeling, what can I bring out? What what story can I tell about this person? And that, they're that, telling their story about... Yeah, that's very interesting because we, we come back to that word, the story... Mm. And I've, I've got a, a similar feeling to you where if I look at something, it doesn't give me anything. Mm. It doesn't tell me anything. And uh, do, I mean, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's very beguiling because it looks so beautiful. So, you know, sometimes I look at people's work, I think, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. You know, what amazing portraits. What a wonderful subject, blah, blah, blah. And then I start to think, but I'm not feeling anything coming back about these people, you know. And so I think, you know, it's always they're putting style before substance. When you look around, everybody's got a camera. Yeah. You know, everybody is taking pictures. So what is it that actually makes a person come to a professional? You know, why can't Auntie Mary take it? What's the difference? You know, why are people coming and still coming to a professional? Well, I think for, for actors' headshots, let's take that as an example. Um, it's it looks like it should be quite... It's just a, mug, a glorified mugshot, really. So, you know, that should be quite easy to do. But it's quite specific, like all things in life, you know. For, if you're an actor and you want to get... You know, you want to be doing really good work, then you need to tick that checkbox with your headshot absolutely perfectly. Um, and an actor's headshot is very specific, you know. Casting directors like natural light for a start. Um, they want something that's... A black bit of a blank canvas, so nothing too stylized or fancy pants, uh, but it's got to be dynamic. It's got to jump out so that when they're flicking through all the the applications for, you know, a, a role that's coming up, that it's something really, really dynamic. So it's got to hit all these kind of uh, check boxes, and it's also got to have a kind of certain stylistic element that looks like a professional headshot. And unless you do headshots professionally, you might not understand that that it's got to have this certain stylistic look. I mean, a, a press photographer um, who I know came to me recently with his daughter, and we had a little laugh because he said, well, I've taken a headshot of my daughter because she wants to be an actor, and the agency have said it's not good enough. You know, so we were having a little laugh about that. So he said, so I've had to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was, I mean, I couldn't do a, a you know great press photo like he does, you know, get all that all wrong. I wouldn't get the st stylistic element just the way it needs to be. So, you know, I think we've all got these little genres that we kind of specialise in and get to know what really works. I hate the democratisation of photography. I think it undervalues the serious professional. And, you know, and I know the counter-argument is, ah, well, you know, there's going to be talented people who find a way. And, that, and that's great, you know, of course, that is the counter-argument and it's hard not to agree with that. But, um, you know, if you're really serious about what you do and you've spent 
you know, as I said, maybe because I'm a slow learner and I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours trying to be a better photographer. This whole idea that you can just, you know, appear and be the ready-made article, I find a little bit tiresome. What do you think of the standards of photography now? I mean, well, let's talk about Wales, if you like, but mm. um, sort of the different levels of, of work that you see. Well, there are a lot of very good photographers in Wales, aren't there? A lot of very good people. But I think then there's this big gap and there's a lot of people who are trying to be photographers, but perhaps like the idea of being a photographer more than actually really honing their craft. And I know that anyone who's serious about photography needs quite possibly... I think I'm a fairly slow learner, so it's taken me a long time. But you probably need years of honing your craft. And I think perhaps there's people who aren't doing that. And actually, I hate to quote David Hearn again, but he said something uh, which I've always stuck with me. You know, considering it should be so easy, you've got this camera and you press the button and it should be so easy and somehow it isn't. And I love that. And I sometimes wonder, you know, how, how come I'm still going, you know, I'm still, you know, going away here, doing what I do. And, you know, I think it's just because, you know, you care about taking good pictures. While earning a living, you decided to do what I consider quite an important book. And I, th I think this book becomes more important as the years go by. Mm. And you did a book on the Welsh greats. Yes. Um, and I look at that book and I see the people in it and I just wonder how the hell you managed to get all those people to agree and say yes. How did that come about? I just thought it would be a nice project to work on and to get me going, something to take round to in my portfolio and so on. So really, I just wrote to people and all of those things snowball, don't they? Once Anthony Hopkins says yes, then you'll find it's very easy to get other people to say yes. But this is like Shirley Bassey right the way through to Neil Kinnock. Yes. And everybody in between, Ryan yeah. Giggs. I mean, the, the span of people that you actually got mm. to say yes. I well, think it was amazing. I mean, did you have to go through agents, etc., or was well, it? did you find it easier then? If you go through agents, it's usually a no. So you have to find some way of getting direct to the person. So, you know, I'd ask around, or sometimes I'd just write a letter if I could find an address for them. Um, but, you know, I think the Welsh people are quite loyal to well, other Welsh people, so that was a big advantage. Mm. How far did that project go? How long did it take you? I think it took me about two or three years you know, while I was doing other little bits of work as well. And as I say, it becomes more important because a lot of these people now, they're not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it becomes yeah. a historical document, really. Of that time, of that time. It'd be mm. really interesting to do another one now, wouldn't it? Well, why why so not? Well, not, not for me, perhaps for someone else. Mm. There's certainly a lot of exciting Welsh talent, isn't there? Mm. Sean, we're, we're sat in your studio and... I know that when you actually bought the house or when you were looking to buy a house, the one consideration was, where am I going to take my pictures? Absolutely, Glenn. Yeah. And which way does the house face? <laughs> <laughs> I found that quite fascinating. Well, do you know, I saw, uh, I do a lot of um, portraiture, uh, you know, for many years and I don't know how long ago it was, but I saw a doco on the telly and it was about this um, photographer in LA who did actors' headshots and, and, and I, I watched it with great interest because he, he basically photographed them in his garage. <laughs> but the garage had the right orientation for the light and he'd stick a load of reflectors and, and he just got these, you know, huge pools of light in the eyes and it was just gorgeous. And, you know, he was shooting it from his garage with the door open. So I thought, I'm going to try that. 
I'm not in LA, I'm in Cardiff, but I'm going to give that a go. So I swung open the doors of my dining room in the house I was living in at the time and put the subject and replicated and it worked. So I thought, great, you know, that, that's, that's the way, way to go. So I could use always natural light um, and had this beautiful, you know, using whatever was around at the time in terms of colour balance and, f- you know, the feeling of it. So that's how I've carried on working. And actually, you know, that's been one of my trademark styles, I think, is trying whenever possible to use natural light. And once again, keeping it quite simple and traditional without gimmicks or anything flashy going on. But how many houses do you have to, do you have to look at before well, you found no, the right no, room? Well, that's right. So when, I'm, <laughs> when we moved here, you know, the whole thing was, which way does the, what's the orientation of the room I can work in? And thankfully it was facing the right way. So uh, I was able to carry on swinging open the doors and using natural light. Yeah, as you say, the beauty is that it's natural light, which in this quality and this quantity, mm. I mean, you can't beat that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But do, do you feel then that... The feel of your pictures, because you're using natural light, mm. is all, has almost become a brand. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are using it, you know. I mean, definitely it's a, you know, a medium that people enjoy, isn't it? Because, because you get such lovely results with it, because it's very soft. But from, from a personal point of view, do people look at Sean Tremworth mm. and they look at the picture and there is this beautiful quality yeah, of light? I think they don't know possibly what, what it is that is drawing them to that image but there's definitely a look I think that makes people think oh yeah that's nice I'll go for that and it does have a consistency as well and a feel to to your work and I noticed that you do have some lights you know some flash coming from the ceiling I mean what happens if it's dark and dreary and raining and horrible outside and you've got (laughs) portraits to do it's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I do, you know, obviously these days, the modern cameras, you can rack the ISO up. So if I can get away with a high ISO, I will. But, you know, if it's a really dull day, then, yeah, I'll have to use electronic light. Mm. But the studio is constantly in use for yeah, something yeah, because you, yeah. it's not just, yeah, I mean, it's family portraits. Correct, yeah. Right the way through to actors' headshots. Mm-hmm. Two totally different markets, really. They are. You know, how do you market those two different markets, if you like? All my new business will come from, you know, website or recommendation. So on the website, you know, it's important to show your work. And so I've never had a problem with dividing up the categories of work I do and putting it all together and saying to people, you know, this is what I do. If that's for you, then here's some pictures to have a look at. I always remember David Hearn said something years ago. He never knew the difference between... When people talk, photographers talk about, well, that's my personal work. And that's the work I earn a living from, you know. He said, it's all the same thing. It's your work. So I've always taken that view, and I'm sure you have as well. Mm. You know, yeah, I do work sometimes for things that maybe at that moment in time I'm not getting paid for. Sometimes that changes in the future. Someone sees what I've done and says, I like that. Can you do that for me? Um, but I, I just view it all as my work. So you don't, you're not using agents or anything no. like that to get no. in touch with actors. It's basically word, word of mouth. Well, there is a very good actors agency in Cardiff that do send me people if they think that my style is right for them. But yeah, most of it is coming off the website or recommendation. And is there a different way of working when you're doing an actor's portrait mm. to say a family portrait? Because I know you are, you are so meticulous. And, and so professional in the way that you work. 
I mean, if I've done a wedding with you as a sort of a second photographer, I get a page full of pictures that you need and the times I have to be there, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's everything is down. The fine detail is covered. So I'm just wondering, is it different to be working with the different clients? Do you work for differently in different ways and light them in different ways? No, that's the same. You have a style, don't you? And you apply it to whatever you do. You know, you have a kind of aesthetic and style and in terms of the organization yes i know i'm terrible at that glenn you know crossing the i's and dotting the t's but you know why because when i get there on the day i just want to think about pictures you know i just want to think about making beautiful pictures in whatever environment i'm in so i do a lot of prep beforehand because i don't want to think about other stuff i just want to take pictures when you do your portraiture Mm -hmm. I mean, do you do any sort of research before people arrive? You know, do you do you look into their backgrounds or whatever? Um, do you know, I don't. Um, I really like to be spontaneous with people. And although I said I do preparation before a shoot, that's usually just the nuts and bolts of where have I got to go, what time, what shots have I got to get, la, 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 that kind of thing. But I, I don't like over-researching things. I really love being spontaneous with people. And, you know, the minute I try too hard and find out too much or plan this or plan, it all... I'm not very creative then. So, no, I, I try not to know too much about people. A little bit, but not too much. Yeah, do you still get nervous? Because I, I know I did a concert a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the three numbers, no flash sort of thing. <laughs> and how many times have I done a concert? And yet before they came on stage, I still changed my settings 20 times. I still had that nervous energy and am I, am I doing it right? I mean, do you still get nervous on jobs? Um, I, I think it's because, you know, in that environment that you're talking about and some of the stuff I do, you've only got one chance. So I think it's that one chance thing that makes you nervous, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, I mean, sometimes when I've just got one chance... And that must, I mean, it must be even more so if you're doing somebody's wedding or if you're doing a show or a, a ballet, you've got one chance. Sometimes, yeah, I do feel nervous. And do you, I mean, with the portraiture, do you still do location work or is it mainly studio um, now? I, I'm mainly in the studio, but I do go on location sometimes. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I like sticking in the studio is because I know I can really get a beautiful result because of the way it's set up here. So I do encourage people to come here, but I do go on location. Yeah, what would take you on location? What sort of work would that be? Well, some, some private individuals might want me to go to a particular location to do portraiture. And, you know, still occasionally I'll do editorial work as well. Mm. So that would nearly always be on location. Yeah, just looking around as soon as you walk through the door. I mean, if that program uh, behind the keyhole was still going and they did something (laughs) on you, there would be no question that whoever lived here was a photographer. Mm. Um, But there are some absolutely stunning ballet pictures. Mm. And how did you get into the, the ballet scene, the dance scene? Mm. Uh, I'd always loved photographing dancers backstage and showing the kind of grimy element and not the pretty element. So that was a very, you know, early uh, a subject I always enjoyed documenting. Did a, a, a project that lasted about 10 years with English National Ballet. And I went back and forth documenting the backstage element. So that was a, a fantastic project. Mm. What, what happened to that work? Well, in the main, I did it for me. Um... I did get the odd commission from ballet companies from that. But what it ended up doing is giving me a fantastic portfolio, and which has gone on to give me a lot of work, both in Cardiff, where um, I work for various dance companies as well as dance schools, and also in London. So initially, it was a labour of love. 
um, that I probably didn't earn much from, but gave me the opportunity to show what I could do to other people. Yeah, and as you say, it was this, the English National Ballet that you get work from. Well, I did. No, okay. I did. They've got new management now. Yeah. So this is the reality of being a jobbing photographer. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but it, you must have got in some great gigs with that. Yeah, I mean, I did some nice stuff. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. And, and I mean, they obviously you always use a lot of people, and I would have been one of them. Um, but what the portfolio of work did is give me a lot of work in other places. Yeah, like like where? Well, in Cardiff, you know, I work for National Dance Company Wales. I work for Ballet Cymru in Newport. Um, I've just done a um, a photo shoot in London for uh, a summer school called Masters of Ballet. So, you know, I do all kinds of things for both dance students and professional companies. Mm. I, I don't want to talk too much about the technical problems, but yeah. I, I would imagine that it's quite a difficult subject to shoot with because it's quite an action obviously an action subject the lighting is not always brilliant yeah I mean I don't know much about sport photography but I imagine it's something similar in that you have to know about capturing movement but in the case of dance you have to know what is technically the correct movement because when I first started doing it I think oh that's a beautiful photograph I love that and they say oh no it's wrong because you know the movement was wrong and so it would be rejected so I've had to learn about you know, what's the correct movement? That's for the front of housework. You know, when you're doing publicity for dance companies, they want to show their performers off in the, the best possible light. You know, they do, it's like a singer singing a duff note, the bad photo showing the bad pose. But obviously in the backstage stuff, that's more of the, the storytelling about what goes on. And that's still the work I like the most. Yeah, but have you become a bit of an expert on positions? And... Well, people have helped me. It's great, actually. You can sit next to a dance teacher or someone who knows and you can go through your pictures on the computer and they go, no, 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 no. That one's OK. You know, so I learned a lot from just sitting next to people who knew about it. Mm. And is it only ballet? When you say well, ballet dance? and dance. Yeah, contemporary and what, dance. What, are the, what sort of dance would that be? Well, just um, the subjects I mainly do are classical ballet and contemporary dance. And have you got any ambitions of doing a book? As you say, you've spent so long on that project at the... English. Did, is there any ambition of doing a book or an exhibition? Because no, the work no. absolutely warrants it. Yeah, I, I, do you know, I'm not really awfully interested in exhibiting or in publishing. Um, I, I love the medium of having a website and being able to, I've got, you know, a system that I can upload new pictures all the time. I love that. I love, you know, it's a great showcase for your work. So that, you know, satisfies me in terms of letting people see work. Mm-hmm. And one thing we were talking about before we started was social media. Mm -hmm. And how influenced are you and how often do you use social well, media? Well, um, I think um, you can either take the position that you just don't do it at all. And I think, personally, I think that's fine. I do some, uh, I think I pick the things I like and I do those. So I think, I think it's good to pick, you know, maybe one or two things that you are comfortable using. And I do use social media, but in truth... For my particular business, I'm not sure how powerful it is. I know it can be for other people, but I do it anyway because it's a, a bit of an unknown territory. You don't really know how much effect it's having, I find. Mm. And does that, obviously, Instagram would be one of those things that you can put solely dance pictures on there? Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at doing that at the moment as just making a folio just for Instagram. I mean, at the moment, I use Twitter and Facebook, but... I can't honestly say that anyone has rung me up as a result of the stuff I put on there and say, can you do 
a job for me. So, and, they might know of me, and maybe that's a brand awareness thing. It's just as useful, you know. Absolutely. And what about the future? I mean, where can you, where are you taking us now? Uh, are you quite happy to go along? Have you got ambitions to do other things? Um, I am. Um, I'm just going to carry on doing dance and portraiture. Um, and, you know, hopefully improving as I go. You know, there's always something to learn and, you know, trying to refine your style. That That's, you know, the ambition, really. Over the years, you have built up so many skills in the way that you work, in your professionalism. Have you ever thought about passing those skills on or doing anything in education? Uh, well, I'm, this is probably going to be my last year of shooting weddings because I want to concentrate on as I said before, portraiture and dance. Um, so I'd like to pass on my wedding knowledge. <laughs> but I don't know how to do that, you know, whether... Because I don't really want to do the whole organising thing myself, but if someone would like to organise some workshops for me, then I'd be happy to help. Because if people are interested in my style, and that's all I can tell them about, is my way of doing it, I think it's a fairly simple formula, you know, um, if they want to hear about it. If they want to do lots of sort of tricks and fancy stuff in post, um, or they want to do lots of sort of uh, uh, very posed wedding photography with lots of intricate poses, then I'm not the person for them. But if they want very simple, classic, um, tasteful wedding photography, then I might be the person that they might want to learn from. And but I don't know how to do that, really, because I don't want to spend a lot of time organising it. And what about the portraiture side and the ah, lighting well, side? I'm still doing that. You want keep, do, you want, do you want to keep those secrets to yourself? I'm, they're not really secrets, but um, I'm, I'm not ready to sort of give workshops on those yet, but maybe at some point I would be. Finally, Shah, you've taken so many pictures of famous. Mm. Who's the most difficult? You can tell that nobody's oh, listening. Oh, I don't know. Do you know, I think people are so media-friendly these days. <laughs> you know, I think the, the days of the, the diva are hopefully pretty much over and people know that it's a big publicity machine and whatever, that even if they're doing something for you, which isn't going to be terribly high profile, they've agreed to do it. <clears throat> so usually they're very cooperative. So I'm sorry to disappoint. That's okay, but no one, I think, you know, people... I just pretty... wanted a bit of gossip, that was all. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, do you find that uh, outside influences can be a bit of a pain, like agents or anything like that? I mean, do you, do you find that other people are telling you what to do? I don't actually, um, because I don't actually work alongside art directors or other people very often. I mean, I have done in the past and I hated it. You know, I hated having to be told that, you know, it's the, the image needs to be this shape to fit in a space that they've got waiting mm. for, you know. I, so uh, I have done it in the past, but these days I'm pretty lucky I just dance to my own tune. But we are in a very image conscious world, as, yes. especially with celebrities, and they are mm. very conscious about how they look. Yeah. So this must be a great compliment to you that people are coming back to you regularly. Yeah, well, I mean, I may not do that many celebrities. I mean, I do a lot of performers, but they may not be in the celebrity category. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes people go away and they might try someone else. Um, and it's really nice when they come back to you after having that someone else. I've got something coming up in a few days' time like that. And that's nice, you know. And That's long nice. may that continue. Absolutely. Sean, thanks very much indeed. Nice to talk to you again. Thank thanks. you.